2: The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida, K-O-H-I AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon. K-H-R-O AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035 is our toll-free number. Email xone at com On MSN Messenger, Radio TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Wayne Morin, Jr., and we've had the pleasure of having Wayne on the show over the past ooh, five or six years. Wayne first came to us with a story that it sounded impossible in today's world, in today's society, but it wasn't. It was the truth. We're talking about crimes against humanity at the Napa State Hospital in Napa, California. The stories were Horrific. Wayne did his very best to, to right the wrongs of so many, and God bless him, he did. Joining us now from California is my friend, Wayne Morin. Wayne, welcome back to the X-Zone.
3: Well, I'd like to say thank you for having me back, X-Zone family. You, Rob, and Laura, and your crew out there, thank you so much. And, you know, I'm sad that I can't come to you with something different than what I've got to talk about today, which are three vitally hot topics that are going on here in, in, in at Napa State Hospital. And as you know, in the past I had to prove those things uh, truthful because uh, your DOJ there in Canada was, was interested and so was ours here in California. And, you know, you, you, those aren't the people that you really want to make this, that, or the other thing wrong wrongly accusation. So I was proven to be accurate and I was proven to be everything that I was that I said was could be proven through newspaper articles or uh, through the proof of these monsters doing these things, but none of them have ever reached jail. None of them have ever really been brought up in a court of law. And, you know, Rob, you know, we see this so much. These guys got a slap on the wrist, but thank God today we have one of the monsters in Long Beach, California, and his name is uh, Ed Ed Falk. Uh, Claude Edward Falk, and he wants to go by being called a doctor, but he's really just a nurse. And, you know, without getting into these long, drawn-out things, I'm mm-hmm. um, basically how I just want to lay the shillelagh to him because I'm so angry. Uh, because in the past, you know, uh, Rob, I've come on your show making statements about Dr. Klein, Dr. Africa, Cindy Hernan, the medical director, and these are doctors that I claimed that were having sexual uh, assaults against clients before in the past. Mm-hmm. Not saying that Dr. Africa or Cindy Hernan had, but Dr. Klein definitely had. And uh, I sent you PDF files showing where he had been brought up on uh, paperwork that basically shows that he had been reprimanded from the state of california and the medical boards but instead he gets a slap on the wrist but put on probation and sent back to a different unit
2: all right wayne you and i have to take a commercial break we'll be back in two minutes wayne morin jr is our special guest we're talking about crimes against humanity at napa state hospital don't go away
4: privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop. Stop. out.
2: Martin Junior is our special guest this hour here on the Exxon, and uh, Wayne, the stories still, still echo in my, in my memory we, about the first time you were with us going back so many years ago. You were telling us about drug abuse, uh, prescribed uh, medication abuse, the the trading of drugs, alcohol, and prescriptions for sex, rapes in the washroom. Uh, Deplorable conditions, and and do you mean that after all these years and with the, with the intervention of the U.S. Department of Justice, the Canadian Department of Justice, that no one has been arrested and no one is has been sentenced to jail time in in regards to these these her, these horrendous acts?
3: You know, Rob, I wish I could tell your viewers that we have every single one of these monsters out on an island and they'll never see uh, the population of the world again. But to make the long story very short, these guys have only at the most been reprimanded, maybe put on a a 12-step program or uh, basically shifted from one unit to the next unit or basically told not to speak about uh, drugs and alcohol with a client personally. Hmm. getting as well let me just give a little history sure. that dr dr klein on a number of your shows i've spoken that there was a female patient by the name of stephanie Rader who was one of his clients well he was there she was there at napa state hospital and i had told uh, the viewers and the listeners what he liked her to do when they came into the
2: Wayne, Wayne, we've we've lost your audio, Wayne. Oops. All right, we're going to have to call. Hello. Yeah, hey, Wayne, we lost you there for a few seconds. Can you? You know, you were we we lost you just before you started talking about Stephanie.
3: Okay. All right. So I can I can go right back to that. Let me
2: know. Sure. Go right back to it.
3: Okay. Well, Stephanie Rader, who was a client there at at Napa State Hospital had told me, she goes, you know, this doctor's making me do these weird things mm-hmm. and when you get out, Wayne, if you could, you know, I'm basically tell on them because she knew while I was in the hospital, I was gathering these information from a lot of different uh, clients there that basically knew they were going to be there for life that wanted to expose uh, the atrocities that are going inside there, but it wasn't their turn to get out and most of them, well, I'm sorry to hear, they're still there and, and I believe that you know, hopefully this makes some kind of changes, me bringing this, this, uh, this new doctor up. Anyway, she, she had told me these things, and we later found out that, listen to this, he was on probation uh, for doing the same kind of criminally insane things that you would see uh, Hannibal Lecter or these monsters in these uh, perverted, uh, deviant movies uh, doing to innocent people. Yeah, uh, he was doing these things, and I sent you the PDF file to show yes. you that it's a legal document, uh, uh, Rob. It's a legal document, mm-hmm. and uh, he 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 basically was doing those similar things to her, and uh, so when I got so when we found that paperwork, we contacted the people we were supposed to contact, and and uh, here in Napa, and he had just beaten the case with stephanie by a few months i mean because stephanie put in she told me and we were working on getting this guy uh busted we didn't have that information on him basically uh in uh the the paperwork and i guess the people that were doing the investigating weren't really really looking very good as we talked on your television on your radio show that they why aren't they doing anything and they Never really did, and he finally he got off the uh, with it being too close to uh, catching this guy, Dr. Klein, which is, I mean, that is that is so, I mean, they won't, they won't I remember your special investigators there uh, from the X-Zone, which I am so thankful for, put the word out on trying to locate Stephanie Rader in San Jose, and you had found some investigators that were willing to do that, mm-hmm. and you guys, you don't know how much of you know blessing you people are to, to put the word out and do that kind of stuff. But we didn't get to the way the story ended uh, was basically there just wasn't enough time, and he made it back in the guidelines of his uh, probation being over with, so he didn't didn't do anything besides that. You see that you see the dilemma that people are working with with these monsters,
2: Wayne. Wayne, why is it that? There seems to be no screening or any accountability for the type of people that work in hospitals like Napa State. Why do do the patients in mental hospitals seem to get subservient professional help?
3: What I understand, Rob, is most of these doctors that are working in state facilities Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and are getting paid so much cheaper money, because they are basically, uh, there's something behind why they want to work there. Now, I'm not saying that every single psychiatrist that's working in a state facility Mm -hmm. isn't got good intentions. I would not be out of there if it wasn't for uh, Dr. Haynes and uh, my Conrad. But what I'm saying is, uh, since they can be under the radar of other crimes that they've already committed in other states, it makes it a lot easier to work at a state facility where the people you're working with are treated as second-class citizens, and the people that you're working with could be knowing that we're just thankful to get this guy to work here instead of, uh, you know, really doing a uh, strong investigation. That's another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, Dr. Quine did have, as you see the, the, the paperwork there, he did, uh, he did have charges against them, and they should have looked in the finding Stephanie Rader uh enter Conrap and her people immediately when we brought those things up and they didn't. So that, that time limitation ran out and you tried to help and we all tried to do everything we could and he got away with it I guess again. But it'll come back to him someday. He'll you know, so anyway, the next thing I wanted to sort of bring up is that that there the new doctor out there, I mean the new nurse, which I'm talking about today, uh, calls himself Doctor Claude Ed Falk, which is actually just a nurse, and uh, he has two. He's looking at 280 years uh, for, I think, about 30 molestations that date back to uh, 1975 or 72. I'm, I really don't have the paperwork in front of me, but he basically uh, has been molesting uh, foster kids in his oh in his care, and started off in in in, in, uh, rob in small positions in mental health small little positions and worked his way up to from a, uh, just uh, a person working at mental health to basically a person that was in a charge of a little facility and then moved a little bit more up to uh, a larger facility. And people like Stephen Mayberg, the head medical director of, of, of uh, uh, California's mental, mental health department, should have done and they should do more background investigations. And that, I'm really going to really slam dunk some things when I get this paperwork started in the near future. Uh, Because, see, Ed Falk basically was the director of this hospital for at least, Napa State Hospital, for at least three years. Mm -hmm. And he had signed numerous extension papers. Numerous and numerous, uh, uh, what an extension paper is, I'll explain to your viewers, is when a person's ready to go home and uh, the courts are saying, well, he can come back to court or she can come back to court, and we'll hear the case out with the doctors, uh, okay, the person can get out. But that paperwork has to go through one more person besides the doctor, and that's the medical director, which was Ed Falk. And for the last three years, Ed Falk, in learning about his case and and his sexual deviancy and the way that he uses power of authority to hold uh, his victims in their grasp, uh, by saying, well, if you don't do what I say, then you're, uh, we're going to send you back to the foster care." That was one of the big things that he mentioned time and time again to the, the victims. If you don't do what I say mm-hmm. and perform like a man, not cry, we're going to send you back to the, to the, the, the foster home. And uh, that shows the tendency of him, basically right there, having the mentality of, being able to pick and choose what he wants with people weaker than him. And that's what I want uh, uh, the Civil Rights Division and a couple of other groups I'm going to be contacting. And any viewer out there that has any legal any legal expertise that would like to get involved, I, I'd like to, you to know, contact Rob, and Rob will give you my information. But you know what I'm just saying is that we need people looking into those three years of work of uh, uh extension that he signed out there. Because there's so many people that could have been out and I know that they were ready to were prime pickings to be out. Like, like we have known in the past, so many people that, that were on your show uh, while they were in there and got out and were on your show again. <laughs> and Dwayne says his love to everybody. <laughs> so he's free man now. And, uh, and this, I, it, it, we want to make sure that people like the um, civil rights, not only the civil rights people, but... Uh, UC Davis, that's what I was looking for, was UC Davis that investigate the charts, that go over the charts before a client is to be released back into the community and have that chance to go to the court, mm-hmm. that he himself, they himself have a, a better look with what, how they know his mentality level and how that monstrous mind of his picks. So, you know, I mean, we're coming close up on to the, the minutes, and uh, I'll just let it go as for right now, and Thank
2: the listeners for uh, listening, and I'll be back with them in a couple seconds. All right, stand by, Wayne. Wayne Morin Jr. is our special guest. We're talking about crimes against humanity at the Napa State Hospital. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free worldwide. Email xone at com On MSN Messenger, Radio TV at hotmail.com. At our website, dot com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with Wayne Morin Jr. and the news. Don't go away. dot TV dot com Welcome back, everyone. Wayne Moran Jr. is our special guest. We're talking about the crimes against humanity at Napa State Hospital. And Wayne, during your investigation into the going on of, of, of medical and so-called professional staff at Napa State, had you been able to contact other patients and clients at other state hospitals to see if they were if they were suffering the same torment that, that people in Napa State were doing, just to see if Napa State was an isolated case or not?
3: Uh, very good question. And the answer was yes. Uh, not only more than 700 clients had signed a petition at the 1,800 uh, uh, patient facility here at Napa. Thanking me and the X-Zone and everybody uh, that has been uh, a, a media voice outlet for their for their concerns and their safety and the family members who are, uh, have loved ones in these places. Uh, uh, yes, I have. I've talked to numerous, numerous other people in other state facilities, Patton State Hospital, Tascadero, uh, 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 i mean the the list of california uh state facilities is sort of small because there's only four state mental hospitals
2: mm-hmm.
3: which is but you know out of every single one i've talked to people and there has really been no difference in change that's basically why the doj started i mean there was this got so compiled of either drug use with staff and clients or or sexual abuse in the bathrooms or just so much drug being flowed in and alcohol and and medications giving out to certain special clients that can get them high so they wouldn't need street drugs. I mean, that was going on so much in the four state hospitals, and there were so many deaths and suicides and things going up to the 2003 that the DOJ decided to get involved, and that's when Mary Bohan basically and I started to talk with a department of justice and i sung like the little canary that's one of my old cues for you guys up there remember me now i used to say i sing like a canary and i did to the doj because my con rep of mental health here in napa california allowed me to do that and it, it's a blessing to have people that work with clients and and, and people that have been rehabilitated or that went into some place because they had a breakdown or they they stole because they were on drugs and and while they were in jail, had a hard time. And, you know, that basically they trust people and they they are there to really help. You don't see that very much anymore, Rob. You don't see people that work with uh, mental health places that are, you know, when you know information about a doctor or you know information about uh, somebody that's being physically abused that do they really do so, so much, but, to Napa, to the Napa ConRep and mental health here. Let me tell you, uh, Rob, they are such a blessing. They have been uh, pounding that pulpit, let's just say, to make sure that everybody's safe and everyone is uh, uh, treated well and equally. And um, I truly uh, my hats off to this, to this group, these group of people here. I wish more in every single mental health community, mental health could be the same. But as you, we both know, that mental health is still. Still very much in the days of old. People still look at people with disabilities, with uh, either Parkinson's or MS or some type of uh, uh, dis- i mean, some type of disability. With oh, there's the people that live over there at that one building. You know, you want to sort of stay away from them. They always got police going out there or something. And it's not because they're bad people. So they hear voices and walk around nude or something. You know, it's that that kind of stereotypical things that mm-hmm. still go on to this day. That make it hard for people to change their views. And, you know, you got – anyway, I want to sort of – now that you really did bring up other people that were in state hospitals, I mean, and and people that we've talked to, I had – we both had a good friend by the name Shane C. Arroyo. Yeah. That that has been on your show a number of times, and he was one of the clients that came forward that had enough uh, – uh, courage. I mean, the courage of this kid is, is amazing, and uh, he talked about uh, a person that was molesting him in Napa State Hospital in the Tapscadero, and he came on uh, uh, the, the radio show as a free man and talked about that, and uh, uh, he, I'm sorry to say that but he's back in Napa at this moment, but he shouldn't be there long. Because We're going to be drumming up uh, the pulpit. We're going to be making sure that people know that Uh, he, what he did was just through a med change he needed to get his medications changed and, uh, they were doing a med change with him and he basically got into a little troubles, but it wasn't anything that anyone would need to even stay there a year, Rob. Let me, let me, let me guarantee the viewers, uh, uh, not even really for three or four months, but Mm -hmm. he's been there longer than that now. Anyhow, uh, to make this story really short and, uh, uh, they, for, for a while, Shane, as he brought up to you, to your viewers that he was being molested uh, by a person that was uh, last name of Chase that was basically uh, uh, sexually abusing him, and he time and time again would tell uh, doctors and other people that it was going on, and they wouldn't believe him. Well, guess what, my viewers? They tried to put Shane on the unit with uh, this this. Uh, Monster again. They tried to put these two people together. Thank God that we caught on, and enough people caught on to basically say you can't put him on the same place where he's been a victim of somebody. But that shows you uh, uh, what kind of mentality and what kind of of uh, backwardsness when it comes to people being led safe type of lives. I mean, you don't put a victim of a person that was been molested and my uh, uh, the molester over and over and back in the same place where it's all started and that, that was a very close call so what what I'm what I'm basically going to try to say here is I want the viewers and the people to realize that uh, I'd like to find out anybody who would like to be willing to to look into a little bit um, maybe give me a call and talk closely or with me about Shane's uh, case basically saying that He's in a, one of those backwards, uh, uh, like what I just got to talking about, the stereotypical type counties. He's up there in Auburn in Butte County, where their local mental health get this, people, is an emergency room at the, I think it's Pioneers, it's an ambulance place. That's their mental health uh, facility. Uh, they don't really have anything more than that. They have the con rep, the uh, probation, or people drive to the houses from either King County or... Uh, Butte County, so one officer that deals with all the mental health people goes three and four counties over just to talk to these people on a basis. On, uh, 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 I mean, and it is, when they are getting decompensating or when they are having problems with medication, mm-hmm. the only place they can really talk to is the emergency. Well, let me,
2: ask, let me ask you this, Dwayne. Yeah. In your eyes, what would be some of the best changes for the mental health system in the state of California?
3: Okay, one thing, we have, to, we have to clear out all the people that don't need to be there. That's taxpayers' dollars. That money that those people are just decaying in those places is wrong. Then what we need to do is find the people that do need some type of help, either because they are, you know they are really need psychiatric therapy really, really, really. We need to find out where they need to put those people. Put those in categories of people where their, their infant offense or what they had done to, to well, they weren't guilty by reason of sanity. Put them in a place where they can be treated and helped instead of uh, being caged together with all these other type of people where they're just basically run amok. I mean, they have a mental wellness program right there now, mm-hmm. uh, a wellness uh, program that's basically like a, a, a module where people go during the day to either try to, uh, you know, read things together or they go there to do a con rep group or they do there, go there to do wellness and recovery, which is basically talking about what how you got into the hospital and were you on drugs, were you on alcohol, or were you just not taking your medication. They have these little modules, but, you know, as, as so many different organizations and and people have been bringing up time and time again. They do not work, and they haven't worked from the very beginning. And as you know and your viewers had heard from the very beginning, uh, when we were back on there working with the DOJ, that the Department of Justice, we were trying to get those implemented, but implemented, and those just didn't turn out. They are not working because no one's really going in there to work the programs correctly, and they haven't been built the way that they would, should work. And getting back to Shane you know it's, it's it's like he himself you know after all those uh, after all those months of you know, all those years of him being free and, and being in in the public and working to one I mean he wanted he was just about to ready to move down to a, a grandma's property here in in, in in Calistoga which we were working with we were trying to work with his con rep and my con rep at the time which uh to have him be able to move down into my property once he was off the program, and it was just a matter of time that he was going to do that. But he, they gave him a med change, a medication change, and uh, he started to decompensate. And being up in those little towns, it didn't help him at all. They didn't, they didn't help him. What they decided to do is send him back to the state hospital where he could. Be watched and monitored. Well, what what did he and, do?
2: What did he do? You know, like it, was there was there justification for them sending him back to the hospital?
3: Well, what, 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 the justification was is that he was decompensating on his. I mean, he the medication that he, that they were giving him was either too much or not enough. Mm-hmm. And what he started to do is he started to get verbal in his grandiose, believing thoughts of. Uh, 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 when he gets a a grandiose delusion of uh, uh, religiosity, people don't know what religiosity is, is when someone basically starts uh, believing that religious groups or some type of uh, 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 he's special in a religion or he's someone that was anointed. He started getting like that again. So what they basically did is they sent him back to the hospital. And he was always supposed to be there for, just to get his med, medications readjusted. Mm-hmm. And what they did, what they ended up doing was trying, it's about putting him back on the unit of the person that had been molesting them uh, for years. And, and, and it, 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 that just goes to show you how backward these places are. And how, uh, no matter if a person's out talking about these places and, and, and exposing them and saying, hey, I was molested by this guy and we've been doing stuff with Wayne on the X-Zone, we've been doing stuff with all these other talk shows, and we've been trying to make things more peaceful and and safe in there, that they put them right back on the unit. And you know every single officer, and you know every single person that needs to listen to these shows are going to listen to the show that worked there. So it's just, I mean, like what you said at the very beginning, do I believe that these what should happen to these doctors and isn't there any kind of investigation that's done on these people? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but they don't even, they don't really look hard enough and they really don't want to, and they're really, I mean, I I, I just get so angry. I am so angry at how this, this this Dr. Ed Falk got this position and took, as he worked through little baby steps to get that position to where he was in in, in charge of, you know, signing people's, extensions to stay or to be released, and that's what his whole scenario of his crimes and his, uh, his uh, sexual deviancy basically was around, how he'd get power and being over these people. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people saying that he was really close to the children's. There's a children's daycare center on grounds, and uh, the people are saying that, well, you know, they're really glad that none of their children has been, been exposed or been hurt or molested, and, and he never was really around in that area. But what I've got to say is, why aren't they making the same statement that I just made? How these deviants work—it's not always a sexual gratis, It's not always the sexual thing. After you get to certain points, a lot of it is in the mind, and then the sexual parts come with either old memories or—I don't have to explain to you and your viewers. You, we've all we've all underst- seen enough of those things where uh, we could relate to how a monster would sure. sort of, click, you know, so. Anyway, that's basically what you know. And, and Shane being in this place and mm-hmm. and, and uh, for this amount of time so far, like uh, half a year so far, we need to start thinking about you know uh, how are we going to get Shane out? You know, he has he has a lot of listeners. When after he'd been on your but show, wait for a 2nd
2: num- wait a 2nd Doesn't 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 he have legal representation?
3: Yes, he does.
2: We they all the clients
3: have legal representation. Okay, but but what it is 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 the legal res- representation only comes up to your your, uh, 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 being able to talk to him maybe once a year. And he hasn't really got to that point yet, and he's doing everything he's supposed to do.
2: Stand by, Dwayne. We've got to take our final break. Exxon Nation, Dwayne Morin, Jr. is our guest this hour. We're talking about crimes against humanity at Napa State Hospital. We'll be back on the other side as we do a wrap-up of tonight's show here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
0: We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you.
1: Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito or hash browns, choose two for 250. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price.
4: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Wayne Morton Jr. is our special guest. We're talking about crimes against humanity at Napa State Hospital. Uh, now, I understand somebody wanted you to say hello to us and let 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 them let us know that he's out.
3: Yeah, Dwayne Barch. Uh, that was also a guest on your show mm-hmm. from a few times from the payphone inside the state hospital which you. Called the phone. I think one time his girlfriend was also going to be on, which was Robin at yeah. the time. Yes, go on. And and, and uh, he is a free man now, and he's doing great. He's in Hayward, and he's uh, uh, just so happy to be finally free. And he uh, wanted me to send my lo- your lo- my their love mm-hmm. to the exonerate and all the family members that has has helped him in his recovery, and to you know basically expose the message of the drugs and all the things that were going on there at the time many times when he did come on your show he would name names of people yeah. that at that time were selling drugs and and basically uh we also put tried to put the word out with the, the hospital police and they <laughs> they came up with zero they did nothing again so T- tell me I mean,
2: did did anyone of you ever get in, into Trouble because we would call and speak to you, and you would tell us about what was going on inside the the the, the behind the walls of Napa State Hospital.
3: No, I, I no, not at all, not at all. None of us got in any trouble. Not any of us. And but you know, we try we try to keep that secret. We don't advertise it. You know, mm-hmm. and one of the things is we we have there is a you know, that's how we did it. You know, we we weren't really worried about when people are being raped and musted and stuff, we're not, we weren't really worried about uh, people getting yeah. in, us getting in trouble. So,
2: Hey, Dwayne, it's, it's great talking to you again. Tell us, what are you up to these days?
3: Well, what I'm up to is I got my TV show back on Let's Talk Napa State Hospital, mm-hmm. which is on NapaValleyTV.org on Sunday night at 10 o'clock on Pacific Times for the listeners. And if people want to go over to my YouTube page, at uh, NSHXClient, where it means uh, Napa State Hospital X Client, on YouTube, and join up. I put my television shows on there, and you can reach me, and if you want to come on the television show or a radio show that I'm doing, uh, that's fine, but we want to basically build, what we want to do is use this for the clients and the families. This isn't about something we get into nitpicking taking about he said, she said type stuff. This is basically... Hardcore, raw stuff.
2: Okay? All so. right, that music means we have to say so long, uh, Dwayne. Thanks, you. Thanks, Wayne, very much for joining us. Always a great pleasure talking to you. Keep up the great work, buddy, and I look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you so much, X-Zone family. Love you. Take care, buddy. Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our stations worldwide for carrying the X-Zone, and you, the members of the X-Zone Nation, thank you for allowing us to be part of your day or night, no matter where you are in this great big world of ours. So until tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X Zone, remember, take care of each other, love your children, let them know they're loved, because the children of today are the leaders of tomorrow. And always, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone.